It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, we're the Defective Characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And I'm an alien. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's James. Uh, the opinions are our own. Do you think anybody actually is like, is that one of us? <laughs> <laughs> He is phoning home. He is phoning home. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Thank God. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on self-centeredness in this episode 74 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. I think I should go first and we should talk about me for like 20 minutes. That seems, that seems about right. Also, also uh, there's something you, that we have to wait for you to say here. Woohoo! Uh, all right. Thank goodness. Um, let's do a, uh, an update. Usually we start, I think, with James, but let's start with you, Dennis, in all seriousness. Um, you, you shared a little bit the last couple weeks what you're going through. How's the last seven days? Um, horrible. I don't know. The, the last few days has been good um, with me personally. Um, but the last seven days have been good in the sense that, like, you know, the fellowship I've been relying on a lot, like talking to people, hanging out with people, like getting out of my head. Um, I met with my sponsee the other day, which was good, you know, like helping other people. Um, it's good, you know, shout out to like all of our friends, you know, they've really like been comforting to me. And like, I've been able to talk to a lot of people that have not necessarily the exact same experience, but like in seeking outside help and stuff like that, even like our friend Mike from PA who shared his story on our, on our podcast, he reached out, um, after hearing our podcast and uh he's actually mailed me a book that helped him a lot and like we kind of talked a little bit through text and stuff like that so it was nice to like you know when you are going through something and you're and you're open about it how people like really care you know so that's great um in other news i've caught a lot of pokemon i caught a shiny pokemon this morning um i've been watching a lot of uh old movies uh, a lot of old kids movies because i've been so sensitive and i'm trying to like watch my mental diet as well so i watched the princess bride again i watched moana i watched um the secret garden mind you i cried in like all of these movies you see the oh. professional i did not there's a kid in that that's what yeah it. but that's like oh it's, i mean it's, like, yeah, it's killing but yeah no I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is a great movie. The Secret Garden is a great movie. It's a great book as well. But then other news, me and James now play Minecraft together in the same world. Really? Which is, which is freaking amazing. <laughs> are, you, are you better than him, James? You can, 
You can tell us. He's a good digger. He likes to dig. Well, I mean, he asked me to get resources for him, so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather be up on the top of the world building, but he's building well, right now. Well, Someone's can- got to do the, the hard work. Well, I think we have enough cobble and stuff now, so you can, like, come back up to the world and build stuff. Yes, I'm happy now. But make Actually, a blueprint and run it by me or else I'll destroy I'm, it. I'm I just am kidding. happy, like, mining down in the mines alone. It's it's very peaceful. Except, you know, sitting... I need to get a gaming chair because my neck hurts after, like, an hour or two. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. What's what, What's new with you, James? How's everything been? Oh, oh! I, my my wife and I had a marriage Monday, and we went to. We had a wonderful day. We just had. We were just complimenting each other and, you know, playing off each other's strengths. And we went to Disney Springs, because um, we feel it's it's pretty safe there. They take some very good precautions when going in, and you cannot take off your mask because there's a guy that will pop out from behind a pole and say, excuse me, put your mask on. So, you know, we feel pretty safe. And we um, went to a new cookie store called Gideon's. It was like a two hour wait really to get a couple cookies. Like, man, do they, do they make the cookies like to order? Like, why does it take so long? No, they're already ordered. And um, there's a queue inside, but these cookies, I read a sign inside that, it took 15 years to perfect their recipe. So they're they're really, um, so they're just making you wait. So you, they, you know how they feel. Well, I think, I think think the weights because of the price is so good. (laughs) Well, there's always a line out in front of the store and then there's also a virtual line. So instead of having a line that wraps all the way around Disney Springs, they have you, come back in an hour and a half and then wait in a tiny line so it, it really doesn't feel like waiting too much yeah it, i mean also like dennis doesn't really like cookies like he's <gasps> you know there's two types of people wouldn't you say you're more of a, like a like a brownie fan like you like a cake I do like brownies but i like a good cookie like i'm i'm the type of person that i i can't buy like packages of cookies or or gallons of ice cream or anything because like i'll when I start eating it, I'll just eat all of the cookies or like a whole mm. half gallon of ice cream. So you know you so really are an addict alcoholic. Yeah. So I can't like buy them, but when I when I do eat them, I do enjoy them a little bit too much, probably. Mm. We also went and got pizza at Blaze Pizza, and it's just good. like it's just like pizza price. You build your own, and we tried the the keto crust, which was four dollars more for a healthier pizza with only. Um, seven carbs in the entire crust. Wow, was it we good? Were, we were not impressed with the crust. It was, oh. so, it was bland, and it was like I, don't I know, mean, the like, carbs like is where thing. it's at. So I think pizza uh, is one of those things that like is supposed to be unhealthy. Is it? You know, is it? Like it's pizza. <laughs> like no one like goes and like like if you want to be healthy, there's a lot of options in the world. But like trying to make pizza healthy, like kind of takes the like fun out of pizza. It? It's not fun if you take it out. I mean, he was not satisfied with his. Keto I just crust. like I like a good old bowl of toppings. Sometimes I go in there and with I say, spoon. "I would like four pounds of meat," and they're like, "Okay, what kind of crust is it?" I don't need that. 
I don't need it. Just, and then I just, just put cheese and sauce in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then it's good to go. Well, I will now we know. So if you're uh, you're listening and, and visiting or you're from the area, Gideon's cookies are good. Not sponsored. What's your favorite cookie? What cookie should they get? Cookies and cream for sure. Okay. And then the, the keto, don't do it. Well, <laughs> I, might, I might eat it again because I'd rather be guilt-free than... Is it better lettuce. than eating lettuce? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But was your, was your cookie keto? Oh, no, no, no. no. So you uh, already cheated. Do they have a keto cookie? Maybe somewhere. No one's that mean. They don't have it at Gideon's. Because nobody no. would be giddy over a keto cookie. Huh? Gideon's is a dark, dark place. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that. I got no damn sleep last night. She's sitting there, and I'm like, I hope he brings up that cookie place. Um, <laughs> well, the, it was a lot. It was a roll in the dice. Uh, well, that sounds like a good week. And that that uh, that marriage Monday sounds like uh, sounds like you guys really made the most of it. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, I, I will say that when I brought up. I was like, Dennis, we're having so much fun in our realm. We can add 10 people. I invited my son. When I said that, he's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was joking, though, 100% joking. <laughs> I, I, your I know your what, son's great. No, what I was thinking was, like, oh, no, he's going to come in here and just do whatever he wants and mess up our realm. <laughs> well, I always have that fear. <laughs> I have that fear with you. But that's, that's my own control issues. That's nothing against y'all. It's just yeah. like I don't want him to put a tree right there. It would mess up my aesthetic. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. He hasn't responded. No, I love your I love your son. Yeah. He's he can join. <laughs> oh. he, he is masterful at Redstone, by the way. Yeah, he's a good player for sure. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll talk about me. Um hey. since it's self-centeredness. Um I uh I, I didn't tell James this. I actually did a uh, – Dennis and I did a Zoom meeting that uh, James was actually part of, but we did it on a, a bench in celebration just a couple minutes ago, and I talked to him about this, but I didn't tell you, James. So I had an opportunity um, that was presented that I was not able to take. Um, that was a tremendous opportunity, and I'm glad today that I have no resentment because I definitely could uh, last night, my boss at six thirty, which is he's usually he doesn't contact me after like five. He called me and I said, "Oh, I wonder what this is." And you, the old me, would say, "Oh no, what happened?" And immediately <laughs> yeah. think the worst. And I kind of went with it and said, "Oh, that uh, you know must be something important." And you know, going in at it as got to be good news whatever it is and he said hey buddy you got a minute uh the vice president of the company wants to come on a call with you right now can i you know bring him in which was very strange and hasn't happened in the last five years of working with the company and i said yes and he told me that there was a opportunity at a station in Houston um, and they were looking for somebody to do middays there. 
and that my pay would increase three times over what I'm making right now, minimum. And that is market six in radio and has almost 7 million people in the downtown Houston area as Orlando only has 600,000. So it's over six, what is that? No, over 10 times the amount of people, uh, a tremendous opportunity that I used to say once in a lifetime, right? When I didn't think things would happen again, but I don't believe in once in a lifetime. I believe in as many times as things are supposed to happen in your life, they'll happen. And if you're supposed to have these things come up. So because of my daughter um, and really my divorce, I don't think that I would have gone. I let's put it this way. I wouldn't have been able to go to Houston in the marriage that I was in because it was the one place that she said that she had no interest in um, going. So that wouldn't have worked out anyway, but it presenting now, I look at it as this was presented to me because maybe God wanted to make me realize how I was appreciated, you know, for working hard and doing the best that I could be. And even though I can't take the position, um, you know, they said in the future that those opportunities would continue to be presented to me. So if I'm supposed to go to Houston in the future and um, maybe at that point I will have custody of my daughter, you know, maybe something will work out where I'm there or maybe it won't. Maybe I can actually stay in Orlando and do the job, um, which is a possibility. So I'm grateful for that in that perspective that I have. Um And I owe a lot of that to this, like even through the pandemic for us not to have missed one week. And actually we did a couple where we had two episodes out each week, you know, is, is pretty tremendous. Congratulations, Mike. Thanks. you. That's amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that, you know, the vice president sees your talents and, and wants to use you in one of the biggest cities. I think that's amazing, and you get all the props for that, brother. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over, you know, and you and God, and that it's a compliment to him because I don't think I wouldn't have. Let's put it this way: the guy who's making the call has been in his position and is only really known of me since October, and without the program, I would have been a mess through this whole thing. So when he started listening to me. I wouldn't have been as confident and I'm confident because I don't have the keys anymore. You know, I might be in the driver's seat as far as doing the job that he led me to, but I'm just doing that to the best of my ability, you know, and being there for other people gets me out of myself. Um, So that way I can be of service, which is what I pray on. And I know we've talked about it before. It's a prayer that every single day, um, the three of us and so many other, brothers and six sisters through this kind of says, you know, like, let me be of ultimate service to others. So I think it's a good jump into uh, self-centeredness, which is a topic last week. I sent off a couple and in our text group, sometimes, you know, Dennis or James will be like, Oh yeah, how about this topic? And it was one of the three that I put in there. And James said, self-centeredness. Why did you like that? James? Why do I like self-centeredness? Yeah, why, uh, why did that one stand out to you? Well, 
all my life I've been self-centeredness. So once I, I got sober and made God the center of my life, you know, it's been three and a half years of transforming everything I knew and everything I thought I knew about how I behaved in this world. So I was selfish and self-centered. All I cared about was myself. Um, what, how, you know, I would get high or drunk this day. Um, when I got money, it was my money. Um, who cares about the bills? Who cares about, you know, taking care of my family? I was just sick. And, you know, towards the end, it was even sicker. And, you know, I, I was empty inside. And, and it was due to my selfish and self-centeredness and, and then a lack of God. So as I, I come into the program, um, I learned that I was selfish and self-centered. I mean, I, in, at the core of my being, I, I knew, you know, like I wanted to take care of myself first always. But, you know, when you, when you speak it out and you have other people tell you and you have a book that, that explains how you are, you can, once you say it out loud and you start to acknowledge it, you know, to another person uh, and you pray for some ease and comfort, it, it becomes apparent that you've got a lot of work to do, that I had a lot of work to do. And to a degree, I am very selfish and self-centered still, but nothing, nothing compared to how I was. Um, little things that I can do are to help others. Um, and I, I say this a lot, help others, especially when I don't want to help them. That's a, a good uh, tool for me because a lot of times you're like, you get someone like, oh, will you help me move? Ah, I do not want to help you move, but <laughs> I know the right thing to do. So yes, I will help you move. Was I that person? Was that no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's always you, Mike. It's always I you. I will say. We, There's I always talk, someone who wants to move. And we all, we talked <laughs> about so a couple months ago when I moved, I felt so bad because I, I feel like everybody else was, was very strategic in, like, picking up different things from the truck and helping me move into the house. And it was like James and I that was, like, stuck bringing the things to the second floor. And maybe it was because we were, like, the youngest out of the bunch. And because Dennis was the smartest. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, that's what you do when you're helping somebody move. You definitely look at the stuff in there and you're like, what do I think goes on the first floor? You know, like odds are a bed probably is going on the second floor. But everything in my place was like the second floor is my entire place. The downstairs is like, it's like a reverse <laughs> of what usually happens. The house just gets bigger on the second floor. <laughs> I had it easy. I had like, cause I had my car full of stuff, right? but it was all like small stuff. Cause it's a car. So I just unloaded my car and then I had yeah. nothing heavy. Everything Dennis had was also fragile. So he's like, I can only take one thing, well, at, one a thing at a time. <laughs> Safety. No, first. my, my favorite was when the, when the pizza came and then me and you were still st taking stuff upstairs and Dennis has a plate of pizza. And <laughs> well, it's, it also started there. <laughs> I had to eat. It was crazy. We just beat the rain too, if you remember. Stuff started raining, and because there was so much moisture in the air, because it was August in Florida, there I like it was a bugger. It took two and a half months for the moisture to get out of the hair, the air. So some stuff that was really? under my bed actually had mold 
really? that was growing on it. Yeah. Oh wow. So I'm probably gonna die five years like earlier, wow. thanks to like oh, Dennis, no. Dennis eating pizza and not hurrying up, so we could yeah, actually. Well, every time we do the pa- the podcast after you're dead, we'll think of you. Oh, that's awfully not nice. We won't mention you, but we'll think of you. Yeah, that's nice. Sorry yes. to cut. Sorry to cut you off, but like the uh, and the moving thing. I don't know if it's just AA. Man, us drunks, we definitely move like a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. true. I, I'm I'm slowly collecting more stuff. As you guys know, that I I lost everything in a storage unit that I could not have paid for when I was still drinking, which was a double wide. It was a lot of stuff, guys. And um, but once I moved up here to Celebration with with nothing. It was actually so liberating. Like I've really got, I've got books, a few electronics, and the clothes, and that's it. I don't have any furniture. You got lots of toys. Well, that's one of my things. I I still, I'm a collector. I can't. I'm going to say I can't help it. (laughs) With God's help, I can help it. But with, um, I just collect little things, and I don't know why. And I like to. It's enjoyable. it is enjoyable, but I just now I just buy them and I just put them in a box. I don't know for why. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even display them. <laughs> Dennis, self-centered. Are you dealing with any of that now, or did you before? Oh, I I don't want to talk about myself. <laughs> well, it's a lie. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like like the book says, like the self-centeredness is the root of all our problems or whatever it, it it and it's true i remember like growing up even before i used like alcohol or drugs or whatever it was me you know i didn't care about my siblings you know i got three other siblings and two parents and i didn't care i did what i wanted when i wanted and didn't think about how my actions had consequences and stuff. And, you know, as I grew up, I slowly started realizing that, you know, I was talking to a friend of ours, I think yesterday, kind of about like this subject on how, like, you know, eventually, you know, if you, if you have a habit of like shoplifting or stealing stuff or whatever, you know, you, kind of don't think about it you're just self-centered and you're doing it until someone like steals something from you and you kind of learn how it feels so it was like a long process of me like growing up of realizing that like my actions do affect other people in a negative way and I didn't like that you know so you gotta start bettering yourself or whatever and then you you throw in like that that rebellious selfish mentality you throw alcohol onto it it's even worse and drugs and stuff to where like you get that obsession of the mind to where you just, you need to drink, you need to get that drug. So you don't care about anything else. You know, you don't care about going to work. You don't care about uh, your significant other or your kids or your family members and stuff. You just do whatever you do. And that's, just chaos and it leaves a path of destruction and you know obviously we come into the program to clean all that stuff up and hopefully never to do it again um you know but once i get past that like you know recently i kind of mentioned it to you on the walk over here 
how like with my anxiety and stuff and depression and stuff, it feels like a very self-centered thing because I feel so bad and going through a lot of things that I like at that moment, that's all I can focus on. Like all I can focus is on is how I feel the negativity of that. And then like, like forcing myself to eat and forcing myself to go out on a walk, forcing myself to get up off the couch, you know, and doing all this stuff. It's such a self-focused thing. But in reality, like, in that situation, it's something I need to do just because of the situation I'm at. But what gets me out of that is like meditating, trying to get out of my head in that sense. And then talking to people, like talking to you on the phone when I had to go on that car ride last week or whatever, um, you know, hanging out with James, going on a walk or whatever, you know, talking with a sponsor or a sponsee and stuff. It, it's, it gives me enough relief of not focusing on the negativity of myself that it helps that kind of heal a little bit, you know, it gives me those moments that I can talk about star Wars or like, you know, what a movie or food or someone else's problems or something like that. Um, and it's the only relief I get, you know, obviously with asking God to help me and stuff. But when I do ask God, to help me when I'm in those moments and stuff, it always presents situations like that where other people come in to get me out of myself, mm. you know, but it's hard. It's hard when you're like feeling down to not focus on the problem, you know, but that's where I think that's where the program comes in and that's where the fellowship comes in to help us not do that as much. Mm. You know, something, uh, I realized, I don't know, a couple months ago now, maybe four, four and a half months ago, when I was starting the uh, the dating scene, I always knew if you're ever like going on a date with somebody else, what you're supposed to do if you want it to go good, it's ridiculous. You just ask them about themselves and you just let it go yeah. because because <laughs> people like people that let them talk about themselves. It's, it is. It, it, and. I think the three of us, we do a really good job to compliment you, James, and you, Dennis, that you say, like, hey, what's going on? And truly, you can talk for the next hour, and I won't pick up resentment that you just talked for the last hour about you. Because I know that when I'm going through something or something, and it can be going through something good or bad, that you're going to be there for me, you know, and, and I, I can only speak for myself, but I really feel uncomfortable when I talk about myself. It's not that I um, don't do it, but there's something in the back, like almost like a hair on the back of my neck that will stand up. If I feel like I've been talking about myself and that didn't happen before I came into the program, it started, you know, before I would just go on forever, forever in a day. And I remember this was 2011, so I was still drinking. I had been with my now ex at the time. I think we were engaged, and um, somebody wanted to talk about my job. And for the next eight hours, I was talking just about me. And eight I was, hours? yeah, eight hours, Dennis, get off my back. Mm -hmm. So um, the whole eight hours, now they were asking questions, but I was talking about me, and she's like, 
you were such you were such an ass the entire day. And I said, why? And she said, because all you were doing is talking about you. And I said, well, they had questions about different things that I'd, you know, about my career. And albeit a fun career, yes. Now, God, almost I get to like minute eight and I'm like, I'm good. You know, I like now if I'm talking about anything that's happening with my job that I'm proud of or my daughter, which I'm very proud of, or my recovery, which in the recovery circle, or if I'm around somebody who says they quit drinking and I start the conversation with them and they say, how do you do it? How do you do it? I am very proud of talking about my recovery. Um, My recovery, if I'm talking to somebody that's going through a tough time, albeit, yes, self-centered i will always talk about that because that's also solution based so that's the only self-centeredness that i feel like i can talk about for more than eight minutes without being triggered to it is that self-centered like have you been in a situation james where you feel like um like you talk about yourself in that capacity and 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 feel the same way or different um man i I'm often triggered by, it depends on who I'm talking to. Like if there's someone I like admire or I look up to, I tend to, instead of listening to them and getting some information, I I tend to talk about myself. I don't know why it's like a backwards thing. And I like, Oh, this is all the things I've been going on with or what's going on with me. And then, and people who, um, I feel, you know, need help or who are, who are just not there spiritually. I tend to, um, I tend to listen more. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense. Yeah. makes sense. Okay. So that's, I, that's kind of what I feel like. Um, but you know, I can't usually, I, it's, to this day, I, I usually cannot wait for my turn to talk. And, <laughs> and I don't, it's something, maybe I'm just not um, doing how enough. About, how about sharing in a meeting, James? Do you ever feel like when you share in a meeting, like if you try to really raise your hand? So say you try to raise your hand. This has happened to me a couple of times. I'll raise my hand three times because our home group, when it, you know, when it was up and going and you were you were there, there was like, I don't know, what? Usually about, maybe like on Saturdays especially, there would be like 20 to 30 people. Yeah. So not it everybody aver- It averaged about 30 to 70 people. Yeah. So when you raise your hand, I knew if I didn't raise my hand or even start with a topic, the chances that my hand would get picked would keep going down because towards the end, everybody's hand is up and they want to share towards the end of it. Yeah. Do you Do you feel like, you're thinking about what you're going to say ahead of it or you just sit in the pocket. So it's funny you mention that because, you know, as you guys know, I do not do in-person meetings at this time until the world is vaccinated. <laughs> funny, but <laughs> we, fun. you're never coming back. Is this what you're saying? No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back when the time's right. Basically when my wife says it's okay. No, we, we knew what you meant. I'm still, <laughs> On Zoom meetings, you know, there's a raise hand button. So all you have to do is press a button and you are in the order that you press that button. And the we have a host that goes in order. So it's like if you want to share, you can share in, in very soon. Like you don't have to 
sit there and raise your hand and have someone look at you and then look away and then pick someone else. It's not like that. It's kind of, it's, it's refreshing. Adopt that. I, I think it's worth mentioning since we're talking about J- James's shares is that James is very self-centered in his shares. Cause every time he shares, he comes to me after he's like, what did you think of my share? Oh, I noticed that. Also, I keep it about myself and my experience, strength and hope. Oh, so that's yeah. pretty- no, your shares are good. They're always oh, good. Thanks for that reassurance. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all in all truth and honesty, every single meeting I go to with my wife, I ask her, was that good? Did I make sense? Mm-hmm. And um, even if it doesn't, I'm sure she goes, yeah, I love this. <laughs> no, you, so, always, you always make sense. I You're know. always topical and like share from your heart and that's all that you can do your sponsor helped me a lot with that mike mike in early sobriety he's like listen james you know what the best shares are he's like the best shares are what's happening in your life now and what's going on with you now and then how you you overcame this with the help of the program and when he told me that i was like oh it just changed like the way i talked because, you know, sometimes you have people on the meetings, I'm sure you have them in the in-person meetings that just ramble and ramble on about nothing. And then they say a lot of slogans and you're just like, oh, my God, would this guy shut up? <laughs> but but um, you still want to love on him. Cause, are, you know, are, you, are you right now critiquing other people's shares? Wow. Things? I wow. am. Indeed. I, in, in fact, in I Zoom, didn't know you were such a AA like purist. In, I'm kidding. In in Zoom, I can actually disconnect the audio. <laughs> oh, no. Classic. What a guy. So, Dennis, how about you? So, how many times in a given week of meetings or month of meetings would you share? Oh, I'm a very... Once a month? I think it depends. Like, I'm known as someone who doesn't speak a lot and doesn't share a lot. I do better like one-on-one or in like a format like this where I'm pretending that it's just us three and not like five other people are listening. Um, But like, it would depend like before the pandemic at like the night meetings, I would share a lot more because it would be a smaller group, a little more intimate. Uh, Once the meeting started again after the pandemic, there was only like eight of us. So it was a really small, really uh, intimate group, and everyone shared. So I shared a lot more. Um, Typically, when I go into a meeting, I typically am not planning on sharing. I'm there to, like, listen and hopefully learn something. Um, But if I have, if the topic is something that, like, I particularly have experience on or something. I like to share that. Mm. If someone is going through something, especially like newcomers and stuff, I'll tend to like share my experience with that. Cause you know, we all have experience with being newcomers and coming in for the first time. Um, or if like I'm inspired, if something pops into my head that like this applies, like then I'll share that. But then a lot of times, depending on who's in the meeting with me, like our friend Steve, 
like during a meeting will be texting me like share you're next you better share and like peer pressure me into sharing and then I, then typically i will share but i don't know i'm very shy so i don't i feel nervous i guess you know and mm. anxious sometimes yeah i share about 95 percent of the time um yeah. i would say and there's usually always a little bit i i do it to claim my seat also because i feel like there are some newcomers or people in their first even i mean i think a newcomer personally for me even if you go to a meeting every single day, the first year until you get your year chip, um, I consider newcomers because they they I'm always they always say that it takes whatever days, twenty one days to start a habit. Uh uh-uh. uh, I've done many diets in the past where I've done it for twenty one days and then I would go right back to it. You know, after I got my year, I felt not like I had it right, but that I accepted that. So. I share to um, kind of just, I mean, I'm, I'm six years into the life that I have. For me, one day at a time, there's no going back. Uh, I've never been happier. I've been able to look at things that are good, bad, uh, anyway. There's, there's a, um, I'm terrible at this. I think it's a, um, a story that goes, about is it uh i was gonna say like in the asian culture of like going somebody that i wish i could articulate this better so somebody who goes off to um uh war and loses their leg and they say oh it's so terrible i'm so sorry that you lost your leg and it's like is it good is it bad I don't know. Oh, Do you know Ch- that one? The Chinese farmer. Chinese farmer. Okay. You're better than I am uh, describing it, Dennis. But essentially, like, I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. So if I get turned down from a promotion of going someplace or I get, you know, offered something and it doesn't turn out because I can't do it. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It's just it is, you know, the, the saying it is what it is drives people, a lot, a lot of people nuts. But that's what it is. Nothing's good. Nothing's bad unless I perceive it as something that's bad. But I perceive everything as good. And somebody goes, oh, I hope you have a good day. And it's like, that's all perception, you know. So I kind of got off on a tangent. But seriously, the self-centeredness comes down to I don't look at, uh, I guess, sharing in meetings or not sharing in meetings as being more self-centered or less self-centered. Some people do. Some people say, oh, they, they do a five-minute share every time. They're so self-centered. And uh, it's all perception. I, I think we should add the caveat, too, is that just because, like, people talk about themselves for eight hours or, or like, even share at every meeting, which a lot of people do, and a lot of people do it because their sponsor told them to do it as well. But, like, one thing that we do have to remember that, like, some people need that for their own mental health and their own recovery and and stuff like that. Some people, their only outlet to be able to vent or talk about them problems and stuff are like the rooms or with one-on-one in person. So, you know, it does, it's not necessarily self-centeredness. 
in 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 every situation sometimes it's just self-care you know and i think us in aa we learn that we learn to listen to other people and i think like when we are talking about each other's days and stuff like that it feels like we generally care about it and we care about each other so it's 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 not an act of self-centeredness it's an act of fellowship in that way you know Mm. yeah i agree with that you agree with that james you yeah. can you can disagree. I, I'll just I, we won't tell Dennis. He sounds I, and I like the story. You know, is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? I love that. It's because no matter what, if if something you perceive as bad, is bad, you're gonna feel it, and then like a week later, it could turn out to be a good thing. Like you could lose a job, but a week later, you have a, a beautiful new job. So is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? So if you if you go through life like that, it's it's kind of nice. That's putting God first, and you know it's His will, not yours. Mm. So all we can do is the best we can, and you know have a, a good moral compass. Yeah. It re- it reminds me of the phrase that like some of the biggest blessings that i've ever gotten were not getting what i wanted you know Mm. yeah yeah well i mean garth brooks has a song god's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers so give it a (laughs) give it a listen you know if you don't like country music don't it's really country guys i thought you were gonna say i've got friends in low places no that's another one of his songs yeah also thunder rolls (laughs) He does have you, Dennis. Yeah, he does. He does yeah. have you. So, overall, you guys feel uh, less self-centered since you came into the program, James. Yes, I can go make breakfast for my wife. Yeah, yeah. Go make breakfast <laughs> for your wife. Serve it. We're gonna think about ourselves. It's good. Oh. It's good. Um, no, we're not. We we <laughs> usually we usually don't. But that's that's self-centered, Dennis. Do you have anything else before we tie this up? Nope. I don't. He has nothing. Uh, okay. I should, but I don't. No. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Breakfast has to be made. It's not going to make itself. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 75. With an effective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, selfishness, self-centeredness, that, we think, is the root of our troubles. And we'll see you next time.